This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 4-inch. On this episode, we interview TV's Kyle, talk about the upcoming Strings Attached tour, and celebrate Ethan's birthday. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. I could listen to that over and over and over again. In fact, I have listened to it over and over and <laughs> over again. <laughs> I love it. it. Jim West did such an amazing job on that. I, I cannot get over how great it is every time I hear it. And I hope the listeners feel the same way. <laughs> how could they not? That is such an amazing song. This is your birthday today. How did you know that today is my birthday? Well, actually, Frank told me. Oh. Um, that Frank, he, he, you know, we don't give him enough credit. I'm glad he, he's a birthday rememberer. Yeah, so when our our listeners found out it was your birthday, Frank told me that the phones were ringing off the hook and a whole bunch of them called in and they left you some birthday messages. Oh. So Frank edited them together and he wants to play them for you right now. All right, well, let me hit play. All right, let's see if I can knock these out real quick. Uh, first one is happy birthday to... Etha Nullman. Etha Nullman. It's not a real name. I'm not doing these. Hey, Ethan. It's Jackie Rossi. Happy birthday. Hey, it's UH Jeff. Happy birthday, Tracy Ullman. <laughs> hey, Ethan. This is Heather Malone Bogle. Um, my lame claim to fame is I am Dave Rossi's wife's best friend. And I also designed your <laughs> podcast logo. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and keep on trucking. Happy birthday, Evan. Woo! I finally made it. This is the building where Dave and Ethan record their 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's like, okay, Ethan's birthday is May 29th. <laughs> try two nine two nine two nine. Yes, I got in. Happy birthday, Ethan. And now, a birthday message from some ducks. <laughs> Happy birthday, e- Ethan? Wait, who's Ethan? Ethan, you sexy stud. Happy birthday from your friend Bob Groder and the rest of your Weird Al family. (laughs) Hey, Ethan. It's your podcast partner, Dave. I reached out to Patton Oswalt and asked him if he was willing to help us all celebrate your birthday. He shared these two words. Gotta pass. Have some broccoli. Have some beer. Happy birthday, Ethan. Hey, Ethan. It's Kenneth from Washington. I have a world-famous opera singer to help deliver a birthday message to you. Happy birthday, dear Ethan. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you, Dave and everyone, for the birthday greetings. Aren't our listeners the best? <laughs> who? So who? I, I mean, I, I knew a lot of those, but some of them I, I wasn't sure who they were. Oh, well, I can give you a full list. But I'd like I, a full you know, list. Yeah, I'll send you the full list. <laughs> so I can record my <laughs> thank you greetings to all of them. <laughs> no, that is so awesome. Thank you for putting that together, Frank and Dave and, and Bob and Jeff and Kenneth and everyone else. And I heard Jeremy on there <laughs> and the Ducks. I'm sure one of them at least was named Bruce. Uh, <laughs> I think they're all named Bruce. Yeah. The Bruce Duck Choir. Uh, wishing me a happy birthday. That was awesome. Thank you for putting that together, Frank. Uh, he did an excellent job. Well, another great birthday gift is, um, Dave, we got to speak to TV's Kyle, a.k.a. Kyle Carosa, the creator of Mighty Magisaurs on Cartoon Network and so many years of great comedy songs. I'm really excited for us to air that interview right now. So excited to welcome our next guest. He is the creator of Mighty Magisaurs. You may know him as TV's Kyle. Please welcome Kyle Carosa. How's it going, Kyle? Hi guys, I'm doing good. It is 8 a.m. and I'm wide awake. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you on, Kyle. Uh, I I don't know how well you know Dave, but I've known you for many years. I like I've I've known of Dave for a while. Okay. But yeah, I've known you for I've known you for quite a while now, Ethan. And I I don't think I knew you were 
a huge Weird Al fan when I first met you because I met you in completely different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I used to host a radio show when I was in college, and you were a friend of my friend, uh, Jason Smith, and he's like, hey, you should have this guy on. He's great. And uh, we, we became fast friends, and uh, I loved your music and loved having you on the show whenever you were in town. <laughs> and uh, And look at you now. You're on yeah. the Weird Al podcast that Dave and I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's all led to this. <laughs> Finally. Half all your dreams come true now. <laughs> and after this, I can just quit. <laughs> Finally um, to that uh, career in Hungarian cabinet making. Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to. Well, I know, you know, we, we obviously connected early on. Um, we, we have very similar music tastes. Um, we're both obviously big Weird Al fans, but also big They Might Be Giant fans. So That's right. Um, it's it's always nice to have that kind of a connection. It, it's almost like an instant friendship thing. Like, as soon as you hear someone's a Weird Al fan, it's like, uh, I guess we're friends. And then it's like, oh, and your other favorite band is my other favorite band? Okay, we just, we need to... <laughs> <laughs> we need to just get married. <laughs> we, we have the basic prerequisites in place. <laughs> We're good. I remember, I, I just want to tell a quick story before we talk about Mighty Magiswords. I was in LA a couple years ago and we met for uh, burgers. And you were like, hey, yeah, this week I'm pitching to Cartoon Network this show. And you showed me these sketches of Mighty Magiswords. I'm like, this is amazing. And now, you know, how many years later, um, <laughs> it's aired all these episodes. You've had all these amazing guests on the show. Even had Weird Al on the show. We got to hear all about Mighty Magiswords. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that was, gosh, that must have been a while ago because, you know, we were making it for four years and... You know, then I think another year has gone by since then. So that must have been it. Must have been six years ago, six or seven years. Yeah, I, I yeah. really don't even know. So yeah, it was it was an unusual process. Um, you know, I I had pitched something else to them uh, that was an action comedy, and they asked me to. You know, they said, "Hey, we have something similar. Can you bring us some like short, no, you know, five to seven page pitches that are just like." The basic idea that that feels that feels like this, but it's a different thing, and uh, you know, Magiswords was the second one of those I brought them, and uh, not long after I showed it to them, they expressed interest in it. Um, and uh, yeah, so the first thing we ended up doing are like these fifteen-second cartoons that were for the CN Anything app, which were, right, you know, uh, you know, it was it was basically you saw a five-second setup, you saw you chose what Magisword you proceeded with. And then you saw how it played out. And then uh, around the same time, we were doing these uh, three-minute episodes that were, you know, th these were all done completely in-house with a very small flash animation crew, uh, super fast with a small budget. And we, you know, kind of had a lot of fun making fun of how fast and small budgeted we were. You know, like, <laughs> there were characters like, oh, okay, that's just a palette swap or that's just like... You know, like that character deliberately has no legs. <laughs> Wait, this monster is just our, our hand pack. <laughs> so from, from there we did, you know, uh, five-minute episodes and then ultimately the full TV version. So tell us how Weird Al got involved. Okay, well, so this is interesting. So uh, our first head writer was uh, Mr. Lawrence, Doug Lawrence from SpongeBob, who plays uh, Plankton. Um he uh, now you listeners might know or may not might not know that he did the cover of the food album. Yeah. Well, here's how the here's how that came to be. So he, Doug and Al were writing a movie together that never you know never came to fruition. This was in the '90s, and like okay. I don't know if it was going to be a theatrical release or a TV movie, something like that. Um, but you know they were working together, and that's when. Uh, the record label insisted that Al put out these uh, best of compilations and he wasn't too keen on it. And he said, okay, we'll do these best of compilations as long as I get to pick the covers and you guys don't give me any notes. <laughs> I love so, it. Uh, so Doug ended up doing the cover of the food album, which is fantastic. And, you know, that way Al was like, now when I look at this, I won't see, you know, a best of album I didn't want to make. I'll see some cool art by my friend. Right. Um, but yeah, so those guys are close, and you know when Doug and I were first like sitting down to, you know, do our first writing sessions together, we were you know just kind of chatting, and he said we were talking about like what celebrities, you know, we would want to have on the show 
you know, now having that opportunity. And, like, the very first person I mentioned is like, well, it would be great to have Weird Al on the show. And he's like, oh, I know Al. I could make that happen. <laughs> Amazing. And, yeah, Al was kind enough uh, to come in and do his first voice for us um, just before going off on tour. That's amazing. And your other guests, I mean, you know, I'm just looking at the list right now. Um, Brian Posehn, <laughs> Maria Bamford, uh, Tom Kenny, like, just amazing, amazing uh, voices on this show and it's such a fun funny show yeah besides al do any uh, any other guests kind of stand out as people you wanted on the show or pe- people that were great guests you know who was super nice was dave coulier oh wow yeah uh, we, it was like we, <laughs> we had him on for just the dumbest nerd joke um we, we were doing an episode uh that was basically <laughs> it was basically a what if space jam was just a fairy tale that could be like retold by any show <laughs> instead of like a direct movie parody so we did grup jam because that's what happens when you ask us to do a basketball episode right <laughs> um and there's a part where you know we want to make fun of the scene where like bill murray shows up on the court and so <laughs> so the real ghostbusters in the second like after lorenzo music stops being the voice of peter vankman they bring in dave coulier who's actually doing a bill murray impression so it's completely <laughs> different from what lorenzo music was doing and so i'm like okay that's gonna be my huge nerd joke is that like we have a bill murray analog suddenly show up and it's played by dave coulier <laughs> And, like, it was funny, like, uh, Tram, one of our execs, like, totally called me out on it. He's like, okay, I know you, Kyle. You don't even want Bill Murray. You want Dave Coulier. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he ended up being uh, super nice. Super nice guy. so great. Um, Pete Holmes was really great. One of my all-time favorites. He is so funny. Yeah, and it was kind of cool having him on before people really knew who he was i just really liked to stand up yep it was funny i had like before that i had like seen pete on like three occasions where i didn't i i was at a comedy club not with the purpose of seeing pete holmes but i saw pete holmes and he was amazing it was in this very specific window where he had like this brace on his leg because he had, he as he put it in his set uh, he had stood on uneven pavement <laughs> <laughs> And it, like, messed up his leg for, like, this window of time where I saw him do stand-up three times. It was amazing. And actually, you mentioned Maria Bamford. She was really cool. Uh, she had recently gotten married when we recorded her episode. And uh, she asked Lindsay and I for marriage advice. It was that's, really sweet. That's really cool. What a fun show. And um, <laughs> I know you've worked on, on Spongebob. And now you're working on Animaniacs. I love how many different facets your career has. You have the cartooning career. You now have the voiceover career, and you have the music career. Yes, and it's it's kind of it's kind of fun letting those things tie into each other. On uh, on the new album, uh, Commodore Touchdown, uh, there are three tracks on there where uh, Andy Paley, who uh, who you might know from well, who you might know from a lot of things. He's you know worked with Brian Wilson. He did the soundtrack to uh, the Dick Tracy movie. Wow. Um, uh, you know, Doctor Demento listeners might know him for the song Jacques Cousteau or like the, you know, Ren and Stimpy recordings he did that did not become the Ren and Stimpy album. Um, so he he is currently the band leader of Tom Kenny and the High Seas, Tom Kenny's band. And uh, they asked me to design a record label for them that looks like, you know, a classic 1950s record label because they want to put out a 45. Cool. Uh, and so I did, and they're happy with it. And Andy says, okay, so cool, Char- charge us a bunch of money. I said, okay, instead of that, uh, because I had tre- three tracks left on my album to do, and I had, like, ho- I had demos for them, but I had held back because they needed a little bit more production love than the rest of the album. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, the way that Andy and I did music on Magiswords is that, you know, when when we needed a, like, a song song, one that wasn't just a score score music, one that was an actual song, I would record a demo and give it to him, tell him what direction I wanted to go to, go in, and, you know, he and his brilliant studio musicians would would build on top of that. Uh, and so let's, I said, let's just do this Magiswords style. And so there are three 
uh, songs on this new album produced by Andy Paley with like full horn section and they just sound amazing. Oh, that's so cool. I cannot wait to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Is So, um, obviously... Um, we're talking about Commodore Touchdown, which is your new album. It's coming out very soon, and right now people can pre-order it through Kickstarter. It's almost yes. uh, funded. I backed it the first day, and I just backed it Thank as you. I appreciate that. a digital copy, but now I think I'm have to change it. I think I need the vinyl. It's just way too cool. Yes. Oh, it's going to be real cool. And uh, you know, I'm hoping that by the time people are hearing this, we are working on our stretch goals because we we kind of devised some interesting things this week you know being the needle juice guys yeah so i'll go ahead and talk about it here because i'll like as of this recording we're already past three thousand and we're only asking for five thousand so i have to imagine we're working on that by then like i kind of can't believe the momentum this has had so far but um, amazing yeah so uh, if we get to a certain point we'll you know put out an additional additional record that has like uh you know four kind of remade songs on it like i uh you know kind of on uh, the great luke ski's insistence uh you know he wanted us to do the song for my first album there's no link about all there's no link between all of this and cheese uh, he wanted <laughs> us to do that live but like you know all my first album was done on a completely different recording program and i'm like i don't have those backing tracks anymore so i was like well guess we might as well do a new one and uh Along with uh, Joe Jakubowski of the band uh, OK Glass, we made just like this super gorgeous version of it. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, I, I recorded I recorded a new version of Rated G Life as well. And I'm like, well, well, OK, let's I, I'm, I'll put that out as an EP at some point. And now it's like, OK, cool. That'll be a stretch goal to just type that out on vinyl. Um, but if we get like 10,000, double the original amount, yeah. uh, I'm going to remake the entire first album. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had, like, an extra $10,000 sitting around. I would just fund it. <laughs> well, shoot. Then, then if that was, like, on top of everything else, then I'd have to make remake the both the first two albums. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm wondering, are we ever going to get, like, a, a Magiswords, uh music CD? Uh, that is not up to me unfortunately uh, um I, I do intend to kind of compile everything and you know maybe put it up as a free download on bandcamp or something because nobody's paying attention um <laughs> although uh, right now there is there is an ep that is up for free that you can get right now called uh mighty badger swords vlog songs um one of the things they had me do on magic swords were these vlogs where i would uh improvise dialogue just at my desk and then the animators would just like no storyboard just go from that you know i would just like because you know i play so many of the characters on the yeah. show that i can kind of do that uh it's like it. as long as we didn't you know being a flash show as long as we didn't make any new assets we could just we could just go right um and so they they asked for me to do several of them uh as songs and so there are there are five of those vlogs where Prohias is it's just Prohias and his accordion magisword and he's like doing these crazy songs. That was like you know me locked in my office. Everybody leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna like make up these songs. And so uh, then with Andy Paley, we uh, decided to make like big final versions of all of those. Uh, oh, and I so yeah, that. that that is up as a free download. <laughs> that is so great. Where can we find that? Uh, I believe it's it's MightyMagiswords.bandcamp.com. Uh, okay, cool. But if you look at Mighty Magiswords Bandcamp, I think it'll come it'll right pop up. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask you. Uh, obviously, besides Al, who are your musical influences? Well, we already mentioned they might be giants. That's a pretty big one. Um, it's like you know, I'm a fan of a lot of bands. So I'm trying to think of like the ones that I'm necessarily thinking of when I record uh, Smash Mouth, oddly, because I like playing keyboard riffs that are kind of like theirs um and let's see the spinto band i'm a big fan of uh tally hall uh ben folds for sure cool um yeah it's like you know i realize i'm not mentioning a whole lot of comedy bands but uh you know like it's it's i'm buds with a lot of them but i'm not necessarily thinking of them when i record stuff worm quartet sometimes 
you've put out a lot of stuff through the Fump. Can you just for anyone who listens who is not familiar with the Fump, uh, how how would you describe it? Okay, the Fump, which uh, stands for the Funny Music Program uh, Project. No, Funny Music Project program you know what i'm gonna make those two words battle it out for supremacy (laughs) um so it is it is a website you know intended to kind of follow jonathan colton's old song a week model where uh, a couple of tracks go up per week uh, of funny music from various people some are you know kind of part of our core some are people who submitted and everyone decided that their stuff was cool and uh yeah people can go hear new comedy songs there a couple times a week and dr demento seems to enjoy getting stuff from there in fact uh, as of this recording he just played uh my latest fump uh, i only feel it when it hurts which is only <laughs> funny because that's the only lyric <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and so it's, you know, run by folks like Devo Spice and the Great Luke Ski, who is now lives two doors down from me. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I started out there on the Fump Sideshow, which is a place where, you know, it's off of the front page where anybody can kind of post whatever they want, like once per day. And, uh, you know, sometimes they find acts there. I was the first person to post something there with my, with my song Sheep in the Morning, uh, which is screamy um, <laughs> it's like me yelling about sheep in an accent that doesn't exist <laughs> uh but yeah and then from there they uh brought me onto the fump auxiliary and so now i post there whenever i feel like it and actually it's it's been it's been kind of a thing i i wanted a lot of my my new album here to be you know material that people hadn't heard before so i've been kind right. of holding back a little bit not trying not to post too much stuff beforehand so people can be surprised when they hear the album because there was kind of a long a long stretch of time where i would just like post whatever song i just finished or i would like give myself uh you know give myself a slot so i could like make sure that i had a song ready by then and that was a way of making productivity happen you mentioned uh the great luke you guys have a, a podcast kyle and luke talk about tunes that's right uh yeah we have a podcast kyle and luke talk about tunes which you can find at kyleandluke.com uh it is an animation podcast that is deliberately left without a whole lot of segments or organization. I wanted to just be, you know, uh, the thing I wanted to do different from everyone else is that I wanted to make it just two guys talking off the top of their head about cartoons because they love them. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, it's like not a lot of research, not too much effort because I want it to actually happen. I want it to like not right. take a bunch of a <laughs> chunk out of either of our lives. It's just we go, we talk about cartoons until we're done. And then we do it again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that you and uh, Luke work together all the time, especially you even had Luke uh, on uh, Mighty Magisaurs, as well as another friend of mine, uh, Aaron Shea, was working on that. Oh, yes, too. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but uh, So who were some of your influences as a cartoonist? Um, when I was a kid, I was, you know, really big into Looney Tunes, which should not be shocking. Right. Um yeah, it was uh, way into Chuck Jones when I was a kid because, you know, most of what aired on, you know, Saturday mornings was the 50s stuff because that's what they bothered to hold on to the copyright to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why all the, like, you know, uh, like syndicated networks would, like, be showing the stuff from the 40s and sometimes the 30s because it had fallen in the public domain. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, I realized I liked Clampett much later. Uh, I, w- I was always... Like, two of the things I always really like is Old Meets New and East Meets West. So, you know, I like, when I was a kid, I, like, really liked Saturday Supercade, which was this Saturday morning show that was based on a bunch of the then-current video games. Like, there was a Donkey Kong one where, like, Soupy Sales played Donkey Kong. What? I've never heard of that. <laughs> and then they had, like, this kind of 50s-themed Qbert because the 80s was obsessed with the 50s. But like you know, it's, I won't call it. A, I won't call it a good show. But I like that kind of uh, like. Oh, we're using like kind of old cartoon gags on these new video games. I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then in addition, uh, a guy I work with a lot, Kenny Mitchroni, he had uh, done the full color Archie version Ninja Turtles comic book for a while, and he has kind of a Chuck Jones meets Jack Kirby drawing style. And so he was like kind of this old schooler doing 
like the you know this newfangled ninja turtles thing yeah <laughs> and so that you know that kind of thing really spoke to me and you know then i got into anime when i was a teenager and you know i like things like uh ronma one half and project echo and things like that and uh yeah i like stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love um your cameo and i'm blanking on the name is it god bless america yes that's the name of it uh Bobcat Goldthwaite's very such, dark comedy. Such a hilarious movie. And I, I was watching it, and then, like, uh, near the end, you show up, I'm like, that's Kyle! <laughs> it, was it was funny, so for amazing. Like a period of three years, I would just get messages from people, was, was that you in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, I'll tell you about that a little bit. I was uh, storyboarding on Fanboy and Chum Chum at the time, um, and I... I had a board to do. I had a storyboard to do. Like, and so, like, Andy Paley, you know, who I mentioned before, uh, you know, he's the, le- like, if you watch that movie, he is the leader of the, you know, the house band of their analog of American Idol. And so Andy was yeah. like, yeah, Bobcat has me, you know, fronting this fake house band in this movie. Do you, like, I was thinking about people I wouldn't mind hanging out with for a day. <laughs> you want to come <laughs> pretend to play the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's how I, that's how I ended up in that. But like, I didn't want to uh, fall behind, and so I like brought a pack of post-it notes with me, and I was thumbnailing the storyboard out on it. <laughs> Any of the time we were between shots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Bobcat's really nice. Uh, shortly before that, um, you know, we he had uh, was thinking he might need a storyboard first of film he was pitching. Uh, but what really the really great thing that came out of that meeting is that he gave us good advice on bird feeders, because like we noticed he had a very popular <laughs> bird feeder, and so you know we, we unfortunately don't get to use it anymore because we're on the second floor. But back when we were on the first floor, we had the most popular bird feeder in town, all thanks to Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> Can you share the secrets with with our listeners? <laughs> okay, so it was kind of this like long netted sock thing. At Linz, can you remember what kind of uh, seeds we put in there? shoot i don't remember but like the kind of seeds that we got attracted like this very specific breed of tiny yellow bird wow it's like i guess they talk to each other (laughs) so hey guys this one's got the stuff (laughs) you're you're like a drug dealer for these little yellow birds (laughs) but it was just it was just fun we just like watched this sock full of seeds like completely throughout part of the day and it's like looking at it going this is all thanks to bobcat goldthwaite (laughs) oh yeah actually that's another uh weird hour related person that was a guest on the show who we ended up uh getting to do more with later is uh judy tenuta oh wow and that was you know that was something that uh luke pitched but i was like you know i was already kind of looking for an excuse to have judy tenuta on at that point she was in our very first episode uh, for a very first TV episode of Mighty Magisaurus. Okay. Uh, and what was cool about that is that later we were able to uh, use that connection to get her to perform at uh, MarsCon. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. That's so great. I, I Yeah, that was, a, that was I, a fun get. I have a fond memory of us performing. I, I For a very brief period of time, I booked a show at this bar in Troy, and you happened to be in town, and we got to perform yeah. together, which was so much fun. That um, was a lot of fun. Are, are you doing any um, any upcoming appearances as TV's Kyle? Well, we we'd been doing. It's kind of fallen off lately, but we were doing a lot of gigs in a sports bar in Van Nuys that were going shockingly well. Wow. It's it's it was like there's no reason for that to be a good gig. It should be a terrible gig. <laughs> but like the the first night we did that one, we had to like follow. Um we had to follow the Dodgers losing the world series. Oh God. (laughs) And then like first person he puts on is me and Lindsay. It's like, okay, sports, bad sports just happened. Here's the weirdos who don't make any sense at all. Um, and we killed. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, but that was uh, your opening to the, the sports people. (laughs) Their disappointment. They're like, we, we, we need anything. We need funny music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and apparently they were up for it oh, uh, but it. yeah i think the next thing what's the next th- i think the next thing i have coming up is uh actually no I'm, i might be i think i'm gonna get together a gig in upstate new york 
you know, I'm going to visit my folks in Catskill in July. Oh, awesome. And uh, one, of the, one of the members of uh, our hometown ska band, Conehead Buddha, has opened up a venue recently. I don't have details on this yet, but he, you know, offered to have me do a show next time I was in town. So, Amazing. You know, if you're in that area, uh, keep an ear out, keep an eye out in July. I am in, in that July. area. You got to tell me so I can come check you out. I, I will. I'll make, I'll make a lot of noise about it. In fact, okay. Contact him. <laughs> contact Terry Lynch. Uh, but then also I'll, we'll be doing uh, Fump Fest in August. We haven't done a full set at Fump Fest in a while, so we're going to do one this time. Um, and the and the record should be out by then as well. Yes. So um, I, I highly recommend uh, people head over to Kickstarter, Commodore Touchdown, uh, the new album by TV Sky. Let's get it up to 10,000 so we can get the full first album recorded <laughs> and <laughs> i'm gonna update my pledge so i'm gonna make it even closer to that goal so i can get the really Sweet. cool thank you very much vinyl i you know i i love that so people can get the just the digital they can get the cd vinyl and you also have a cassette i gotta like what why a cassette uh, you know what? That one's completely uh, that's completely the guys at Needle Juice. Okay. And I've noticed that they're I've noticed that they're selling. Okay. So who am I to complain? <laughs> I mean, these are the same guys who, for April Fool's Day, put out like a bunch of their catalog on eight track. Oh my god. And and that sold. <laughs> I I mean I have some I mean obviously I have Weird Al cassettes in my collection and um I just bought a Flight of the Concords cassette, but oh, it's it's like cool cassettes aren't. I think it's just so crazy because who has a cassette player? Like people, obviously, we you know, vinyl has come back, but nobody is really yearning for for cassette tapes. But I kind of want the only it cassette at the player, same time. The only cassette player I own is one that uh, it, you are supposed to use to connect to your computer to transfer things from tape to digital. Oh, okay. That's the only one I own. <laughs> I'm just oddly into it. I kind of I kind of want a TV's Kyle cassette tape. <laughs> Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna look cool too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even my vinyl proclivities. Like I have a nice record player, but I play almost everything off of the same model of Fisher Price I listened to when I was a kid. Oh my god. Because <laughs> like I wanted to sound like it was when I was you know five. Right. <laughs> That's the purest way to listen to vinyl is Fisher Price. <laughs> so um, we got to back the album on Kickstarter. And also, Magisword just finished airing, so now we can watch all the episodes on Hulu, uh, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, as of this as of this recording, the first uh, season and a half are up on Hulu, and now that they've all aired, I'm assuming that it's all going to be uh, like the rest of it will be up uh, by the time the year is through. You know, if history has taught me anything. Okay, right. <laughs> um, however, if you if you need to see them right now, they are all uh, available for paid download on Amazon Prime and iTunes. And I think another thing that I'm not thinking of. Great. <laughs> I think before we uh, before we wrap up, we got to talk about uh, the star ceremony, which we obviously stood next to at. Yeah, that was way cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to Weird Al on Spotify with you guys while we were waiting for it to start. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was kind of a funny thing about us, like. At, 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 were hundred, probably hundred Weird Al fans that were our invited guests that were sitting or standing there in the very front, and they were playing on Spotify with the ads. And I'm thinking, you could ask any person <laughs> waiting out here <laughs> to borrow their yeah. iPhone and, and play and play into Al's entire catalog and rarities off of that. Yeah, and rarities off of that. Yeah. Also, I'll I'll hand you guys the eleven dollars it takes to make these ads go. Away. Right. <laughs> that was, we're, we're all clearly charitable. <laughs> that was so fun just in general how do you uh balance doing funny music and still being taken seriously uh see what i did was i got old <laughs> <laughs> see yeah I, I just thought really hard and made all these like white hairs show up uh in my like in my, in my mountain chops and everyone's like, oh, maybe we should listen to that guy. <laughs> That's great advice. For... <laughs> yeah, basically, like, anytime anyone listens to my funny music, I also, like, hand them a copy of my IMDb page. 
that I, you know, <laughs> printed out complete with like those extra pages that were just like a little bit of copyright information at the bottom of them. Like I didn't like go and recycle those or anything. It's just, yeah, here guys, check this out. I've accomplished things. Listen to, listen to my song called I Only Feel It When It Hurts and take it very, very seriously. As they should. Oh, I love it. Um, we will certainly uh, be checking out the Kickstarter for Commodore Touchdown. I cannot wait to get my vinyl, and maybe maybe I'll splurge and get the cassette tape, even though I won't have any way to listen to it. Do it. <laughs> Are we gonna get any Commodore Touchdown themed bird feeders? Oh man, there's a. Well, you know what? If we get like, I think that's a good stretch goal, right? If we get ten thousand and one dollar, maybe that's what we'll do. Okay. <laughs> With the special recipe from Bobcat Goldthwait. That, that'll be our, like, bold prices right move. Just one dollar over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, where can we uh, where can we follow you online? Uh, I think the best place to follow me is on Twitter, at TV's Kyle. Uh, you can get all of my music at tvskyle.bandcamp.com. Yes, there's a jingle. <laughs> follow TV's Kyle on Facebook, and then wonder why all the stuff I just posted on Twitter isn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, it was such a, a, a great uh, a great time to have you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Yeah, thanks thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you, Kyle. That that is, Kyle is a riot, isn't he? He's a funny guy. He is so yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have since we recorded that interview, I've changed my pledge. I'm now getting the uh, the vinyl, so I'm so excited to get the vinyl. Uh, you've still got time to head over to Commodore Touchdown. Uh, on Kickstarter, and you can uh, fund the brand new album by TV's Kyle. Let's hit those stretch goals for him. Let's get the new, uh, the new recording of the first album. Let's, uh, you know, let's hit twenty seven thousand dollars for Kyle. Maybe he'll uh, do a, a cover of our theme song or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stretch goal for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So we are, uh, we're getting so close to the strings attached to her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like a week away. It really is one week away from, for you. from this episode. <laughs> from you. <laughs> I, well, for Al too, you know, right? <laughs> and a lot of other people, but it, it, it's much further for me. I don't, I don't see any of the shows until July. So I'm just so jealous um, but I can't stop thinking about the tour and, you know, there's like these little tidbits that keep coming out. Uh, of course we got to break the news on our podcast from our interview with Jim that Weasel Stomping Day is one of the songs from the tour. But, um, I, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you think we can expect from the tour? You know, I was at the Hollywood Bowl shows, right? That's right. And, and I'm kind of expecting something very similar to what went on in the Hollywood Bowl shows. Or basically, Al was up, you know, do it. Al and the band were doing their thing, and they were being supplemented by a full orchestra. And what was? I mean, I I'm still jealous that I wasn't able to get to go to those. What? How would you describe that those shows? Well, in one word, amazing. I mean, they, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna make you really jealous because they were at the time. I mean, it was really the only way that it was the only time Al had really performed in front of an orchestra before. Yeah. So I still feel like for at least for the next week that, you know, I'm special and that I got to hear <laughs> Al perform with an orchestra. But it was amazing because the songs were so complimented by the orchestra. Mm-hmm. And you would like, I just remember listening to like Dare to be Stupid and going, wow, that is like sounds so cool and so different than the, than the album version and the version he's done in concert. And this was before he did the, uh, the unplugged version right. of Dare to be Stupid. This was the you know, back... Uh, mandatory the, Fun Tour. Yeah, the Mandatory Fun version. Mandatory, mandatory Fun Tour version of uh, of Dare to be Stupid. Just like the little things, and, and even in like the saga begins, like just the, the, the orchestra with that and Yoda and everything. It's just, it, I think it really, it really complemented the, uh, the, the songs. And it was just kind of really cool just to hear them in a whole different, you know, whole different format than what they were on the album. I would I would imagine especially the um, Star Wars songs because you know the or- orchestral music is such a big part of Star Wars. I'm sure that really adds to it. And I I have to imagine that he's going to be playing Saga Begins and, and Yoda on the tour. Yeah, I would hope so. And uh, what was really cool is that as they were transitioning into Yoda, 
um, the, the whole orchestra actually did a little bit of the Star Wars music. Oh, cool. I, I don't know if that's going to be in this upcoming tour or not. I hope it is because it was really cool. But, you know, it's just the little things that they did and, you know, just a little, you know, it, it was all, you know, obviously very well done. And I think uh, the, the conductor and the person who did that, his name was Sean O'Loughlin, um, did an excellent job writing those charts and everything. But it's just, it's now this, that was, but they were also little short, shortened shows to fit in kind of the Hollywood bowl. Right. Yeah, there's frame. a time limit there. with the, Right. With the so, so we didn't get every song on Mandatory Fun Tour, but now we're getting a full tour. Right. Full yeah. Concert, you know, full show on a full tour with, I think, 67 dates on this tour where it's going to be every night is going to be out with a full orchestra. Do you think, um, do you think it's going to be the same show every night or do you think it's going to be closer to the um, uh, vanity tour where it's like a different set every night or at least a rotation of sets? You know, I don't know because I think I, first I would say it would be the same just because of the fact that you've got to coordinate an entire orchestra full of people as well as the band and three backgrounds, uh, female singers, which he's added this tour as well, um, just to kind of jump from from one song to a different song the next day in a different order might be confusing. But then more I think about it, it was, it's going to be a different orchestra every show. Yeah. Like the orchestra is not traveling with him. So really he has to say, here's the shows that we, here's the songs we want in the order we want and has to do that for each orchestra. And he's done that already for the vanity tour where he's written all the, the set lists out ahead of time. Right. So he could mix it up. Do I think he will? I think he's going to lean a little bit more towards um, having the shows be the same, you know, or maybe he'll swap out a song or two like he's done in the past. That's, yeah. I mean, especially, I think, you know, what really lent the Vanity Tour to being able to be, you know, almost random every show is there There was no need to sync it up with the, the video element. And... I'm guessing that we're going to have video element again with this tour. Um, although has anything come out that said they, they weren't, I feel like they said they were doing that. Right. I feel like, I feel like I've seen that, it, that they're going to have videos back. If not, then it was definitely within a, in a private conversation I've had with, uh, with uh, Bermuda or somebody mm -hmm. else within the Al's organization that I'm almost certain the videos are coming back. Yeah. So I, I would, I would have to believe that if they're, you know, they're going to have that, the run of the video, they're not going to be able to switch it up you know, like the vanity tour, but, uh, they have in the past, like you said, switched out a song, uh, like an A and a B show kind of a thing. So maybe we'll have a little bit of variation, but I, I would bet that it would be very similar if not the same show. Yeah. I remember I talked to Al after, after, uh, one of the concerts on the vanity tour, um, in, when I was in San Diego, the last concert I had, I was, went to on that tour and I kind of asked him, you know, you know, for the next tour, what, you know, what did you kind of learn on this tour that you liked and what you know, didn't? And is it good, the next tour going to be similar to the Vanity Tour or more like the older shows? Mm -hmm. He hinted that he really was surprised how well the Vanity Tour went over. And there were a lot of things in there that he liked that he was planning on bringing over into the, the next tour. But cool. in general, it would be a lot. It would kind of go back. A little bit more towards his roots is his what he you know what you know the, mm -hmm. the typical concerts there are a lot of things i liked about the vanity tour and i'm hoping that so a lot of that translates or comes over into the new tour but i guess we'll see one thing i'd love your opinion on um what's so cool about uh you know the the full tours i guess the way to differentiate it from the the vanity tour the full tours with the video and everything is when he does the costume changes there is you know some videos and, and that kind of thing uh, do you think that maybe instead of that, we'll get a little bit of like, um, you know, the orchestra playing maybe the instrumental to one of the songs or, um, you know, like you said, maybe they'll be playing like the Star Wars theme between, you know, a song and the saga begins or something. I wonder if they'll utilize uh, the orchestra for those transitions. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that that's a possibility. It certainly is. Um as long as, uh, you know, the orchestras, you know, and, and they're all professionals, you know, that they, they, they've given the, uh, what to play ahead of time, they, they certainly can do that. Uh, I also was, th as you were saying that, I was thinking, I wonder if 
the orchestra will supplement some of the video clips. Right, right. I mean, that a would lot be really of times, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, Al will do some some little musical throwaway or musical, you know, clip in in his sound clips. How about we've all got cell phones, so come on, let's get real. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, it's a full orchestra piece. <laughs> I that would just be the best ever. I, I mean, just to him turning that into a real song. And then <laughs> if you transition that into a full orchestral piece on tour, that would just be the greatest joke ever. What songs, Ethan, are you look, most looking forward to hearing on this tour? All right. So the, the one, like one of my all-time favorite songs is Spy Hard. And I would love to hear the full orchestra version of Spy Hard. So my fingers are crossed for that. Um I mean, I love Gump, so I would just love... I, I, I doubt that we're going to get Gump. <laughs> it's not like one of the more <laughs> important songs. But for me personally, I would love to hear Gump. Um, and I would love... Um, I would love Albuquerque. I mean, I'm not holding my breath for that, but you know, a full orchestral version of Albuquerque would just like... That would just... My dreams would come true. I think that'd be really great. <laughs> what, what sort of what ones would be your dream uh, songs to hear? You know, I mean, Spy Hard is definitely a good choice. I mean, there definitely there even is a you know an orchestral version of Spy Hard yep. um, out there, right? So it's it's almost like well, that's almost written already for him. Yep. Um, you know, I know Steve J did a lot of the right, I think, not all of the orchestration on that song, um, but the orchestral mix. So I would love to hear that. I also would love to hear just something like Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, I just oh, think totally. that would translate well into uh, an orchestra piece. Um, you know, I, I've seen the saga begins, but I think I just love that that song, and I think that would translate very nicely, or has translated very nicely into an orchestra mm -hmm. piece. I hope to see that. Um, maybe, maybe we we'll get Tacky back. That would be great. Maybe we get Fun Zone. How about Fun Zone as an orchestra piece? I feel like if they don't do Fun Zone, it like because they can't just play a recording of Fun Zone when you have <laughs> an orchestra, you know. <laughs> I mean, just them literally playing Fun Zone a few times on the, you know, just the band playing it was so cool um, on the last tour that it can only get cooler from there. Yeah, I, I mean, Fun Zone, I, I kind of jokingly said that because I, I think they will absolutely do that. But uh, in general, I mean, it's almost, I don't, you know, um, he's going to do probably all of his big hits, Yeah. Think, right? Yeah, he's, he's gonna got do, it. He's going to do Fat, right? Yeah, he's, he's going to... Uh, Smells Like Nirvana will be there. We'll right, get, uh, you know, Amish Paradise, White and Nerdy, gotta. Now, are we going to get those as... As the med, the little uh, oh. unplugged medley that, that he did. Or are we going to get full songs for those? That's a great point. I hadn't considered that. I have a feeling it's going to be the unplugged medley again. Although it won't only be really unplugged with a full orchestra, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. I kind of want to see the non-unplugged version. Or I'd love to see both. I, you know, I would be fine just going to a concert and just seeing the same song done ten different ways. Like honestly, like he can do no wrong. I, I'd be happy to see anything. Here's white and nerdy as calypso. Here's white and nerdy as jazz. All right, so here uh, let me reveal the number one song I'd love to hear. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yes. Uh, the number one song I would love to hear on the Strings Attached tour is the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al theme song <laughs> with a full orchestra and Weird Al singing. <laughs> That'd be my number one song. <laughs> he doesn't do that. I'm going to ask for a refund. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to all 17 of the to shows all, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, all 18, so, all 18 shows I'm going to. Just play it once. <laughs> Just ask him once. doesn't have to be at all 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and preferably at one of the shows that I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> now another thing I'm curious about is on the last tour, Al did a deal with Stitcher where he they recorded every single show and released them. Do you think we're gonna get a release either every show or at least maybe a best of or a one show one time so, off? Uh, I don't think that we're gonna get that, but I have my fingers crossed, and I don't think we've talked about this, but I'm really hoping that he records all of these songs with an orchestra professionally. Because I would love 
you know, a, a soundtrack to this tour because they're, you know, these songs are not released in that fashion and they've gone through the work to do all the orchestrations. And I would love to see, you know, a, a, a Weird Al strings attached album. Do you think it would be an album or a, or a video DVD? I mean, the collector and super fan in me wants both. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always, you can always make your own That's album true. from the That's DVD. True. But I'm just wondering if, if, if you think that, I mean, I think that's a great idea. You know I would be on that in a minute if we did something like that in any format. Yeah. But is it too much of a cheesy compilation that these are all already released songs? I don't think so because the songs are going to be so much different having the orchestra as part of it. I, I really think that it wouldn't be just a cash grab, you know, the, the way that Al felt the you know, food album and TV album were. And I think it would really be a, a new piece that would stand on its own. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was wondering if it would be more of a DVD. I, see, I would love a DVD of the live show. And in addition, an actual like studio recording of um, the orchestra mix of all these songs. Because, you know, it's going to sound great live, but, you know, having an actual producer and a recording engineer doing them in a studio, isolating the tracks and just really making it sound perfect would just be, I think, a, a dream come true. That'd be so cool. Would it be one orchestra doing all songs, or, or different orchestras coming in, doing different songs? I don't know. How about the How about the LSI Philharmonic? That would be awesome. They are right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, the Val Valtiera Latin Orchestra uh, Ooh, to do there it. You go. That would be awesome. I would I would love uh, just. You know, Jim, Steve, uh, John, and Ruben, and Al, just to play every part of the orchestra. Just <laughs> only if they do it in one take, right? <laughs> yeah, I just want them to like run back and forth, and <laughs> play all the parts. <laughs> I think it'd be so fun. I don't put it past I don't put it past Steve or Jim that they could pull that off. Oh, they totally could. <laughs> they totally could, and it would be so great to hear. I'm excited to introduce. We're going to be doing some special things around the tour. Do you want to give us uh, a preview, Dave? Yeah. So what I've been doing and trying to been doing for many years on my website, uh, we've got it all on UHF info for anyone who wants to visit it and hasn't seen it already. I started doing concert reviews. And uh, what I would do with them is, is I would type out, you know, after the concert, type up something and post it on the website. Um, the problem with that is it took a while for me to get to each concert. And because I go to multiple concerts on a tour or multiple concerts on each tour, often night after night after night, there's a lot of gaps in what in my reviews. Um, on the Vanity Tour, I started working with uh, Yanko Chick uh, News Network and producing video concert reviews. And uh, they were a lot of fun to do. And they were very, um, for me, they were a great way to kind of recap and get it out there quickly and get it, you know, just recorded somehow and then put out there. So this year, Ethan and I decided what we are going to do is create uh, or do our reviews as soon after the concert as we possibly can and put them out as bonus episodes for this podcast. Yeah, so they won't count as like another episode or another inch on the podcast, but we will put them out uh, through our podcast service. So you will have the option if you want to uh, or not, you listen to the, the reviews and, you know, some people might want to avoid spoilers um, but we plan to do it for every show that at least one of us will be at. Um, and then of course, for the ones that we're both going to be at and, uh, it'll be fun. You know, maybe we can, if we, uh, find someone, uh, in the audience who's a listener or we find someone who's, uh, been a guest on the show, maybe we'll get them on for a you know brief comment, um, or to give their review. I, I think there's so many great possibilities. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a, so much fun. And instead of, like you said, instead of calling them inches, we might call them centimeters or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Just to just to mix up the, the two different uh, types of, <laughs> of measurements, um, <laughs> but uh, but really uh, that's kind of the point is that these are going to be uh, we're gonna I'm gonna record them or Ethan's gonna record them as they as they happen and we're gonna shoot them right off the Frank. He's not gonna do a lot of editing on them, so they're gonna be pretty raw. Um, but 
he's going to try to get them up as soon as, as possible after the concert so that they're very timely. And it's going to be very, it's very unscripted. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who we're going to have on. If, Like Ethan said, if, if I'm with somebody and I just feel like there would be a perfect guest, the per perfect person to help me review the, the concert, I'm going to invite them and have them talk. Yeah. So if, if you're there and you want to be on one of these uh, centimeter episodes <laughs> with me, then then please hit me up and, and I'll make it work, you know? And even if you don't want to be on or, you know, uh, if you see either of us, come and say hi. We'd love to uh, meet some listeners. I know we know a lot of people personally, but there are just so many people out there that we don't know that have been commenting and, and posting that we would love to, to get to know. Yeah, and if you're not a listener, we don't want to talk to you. That's right. Yeah, so if you don't <laughs> listen, uh, please give us our space. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, so we, we are we have a lot of crossover, but we also have uh, a number of shows that just one of us are going to. Let's go through the list uh, for our listeners. Sure. Um, let me start out because I'm going to be at, at one of the things I love to do uh, whenever possible is go to the very first show on the tour because this way I um, can experience it firsthand without having to read somebody else's review or watch somebody else's video, you know, about review about the concert. Um, I stay spoiler free, which isn't, isn't, uh, a deal breaker for me, but it's, uh, it's, it's nice, you know, that I have that option and I get to experience, um, it firsthand and get to see, you know, the evolution of the tour, because usually that, that first couple of shows, Al always jokingly says, oh, these are the dress rehearsals, right. <laughs> uh, you know, but they're, they're different. And then by the end, not that they're bad, but, you know, they're just not as maybe polished as some of the shows towards the end once they kind of get their groove. So it's kind of cool to see the evolution throughout the tour. So I will be at the first five shows of the tour in Florida. That's Clearwater, Fort Lauderdale, Melbourne, St. Augustine and Orlando. Yes. And I will not be at any of those, unfortunately. Yeah, my wife Jackie and I will be there. Uh, we're looking, uh, we're really looking, I and mean, we haven't uh, been to Florida in a while. We're looking forward to doing a lot of, uh, you know, touristy things too while we're down there. But we definitely want to meet, you know, the Al fans in the area. So please, you know, stop by and say hello when you see me there. Yeah, hit us up if you're going to be uh, at any of these shows. Uh, so my first show that I'll be at is the Cleveland, Ohio, and Dave will also be there. Then Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which Dave will be there. Uh, then I'm hitting Toronto. Uh, Dave will not be there. Sir Syracuse, Dave will not be there, although I'm trying to convince him to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Philadelphia, which Dave and I will both be at. Right, and that's in early July, uh, July 5th through the 12th. And then we have a couple days off, and then we go to Vienna, Virginia, and Wolf Trap, which is an amazing venue. Both Ethan and I will be there. Then I... Um, on my own, because Dave won't come with me, go to Guilford, <laughs> New Hampshire. Uh, but then we then we meet back up, and um, we'll be, both be at the Foxwood Show in Mashantucket. We'll both be at the Forest Hills Stadium Show in New York. Um, and then I will continue on and head to Boston and Lewiston, which is right near Buffalo, uh, by my lonesome. And then this show, I'm trying to convince Ethan to come to, and I think I'm, I might after. If I come, after... if I come to this show, you have to come to Syracuse. That's the deal. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, then you know you don't have to come. Okay. <laughs> what do you have against Syracuse? <laughs> this is the show I am probably most looking forward to. It's because I've never been to this venue, and I've only heard amazing things about it. And that is the Red Rocks Tampa Theater show in Morriston on August first. It, it's just. There's all, it's, it's going to be the show to be at. If you only go to one show and only going to travel for one show, I think that's the one you want to be at. I really, really want to be there. Uh, not only, I mean, my friend Justin lives in Denver and he said, like, Ethan, you have to come to the show. The venue is too cool to miss. Plus, uh, Scott O'Neill, uh, who did the, the orchestration for um, a lot of the songs this tour, he is actually going to be the conductor at that show. So it's, it's just, I really... I'm going to try and make it work. I really want to be there. Um, then the last six shows we're going to, we're going to together. Yeah, I know. This is exciting because I've never been in this part of the country before. For, for, I've been there in this part. I've actually never been in this part of the country, really. Uh, uh, Washington or 
British Columbia before, but definitely not for an owl show. Right. Well, what's so cool is over a two-day period, we're going to see Al at the same venue three times, three Seattle shows, the Paramount Theater. Um, then we are going to do a little bit of international travel to British Columbia, as you said. We'll be going to Vancouver, Victoria, and then our final show of the Strings Attached Tour is Abbotsford. Yeah, and I mean, it's just really cool, like how when these tours come out, I, I tend to look and see how, where can I, how can I get to a place I've never really been to before, and how can I group these shows together so I have, so I can get to as many as possible with really as little travel and expense right. as possible. Right, most bang for your <laughs> buck, and that those six shows um, in the the Northwest just really made sense, especially three in Seattle. Um, over a two day period, you can't beat that. Yeah, and when we when we planned that trip, there were only two, so we got a like a bonus show thrown in there. Yeah, that was, was awesome. Really cool. So that's eighteen for me, and that's uh, seventeen, possibly eighteen for you. Yeah, <laughs> eighteen, possibly nineteen for you if I get you to Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got time to figure that. Yeah, out. we got time. We got time. Um, but yeah, uh, I would love to hear from the the listeners. What shows are you going to? Which ones are you gonna um, be at with us? Um, you know, which ones are you, you know, are you traveling somewhere new to see a show? Um, I know what was kind of weird for me is Al usually comes through closer to my area, uh, you know, the Albany, New York area, but the last tour and this tour, he's not really coming anywhere super close. Um, my closest one last year was, um, Poughkeepsie. So I think it's pretty interesting. I, I'm wondering if he will you know, on a second leg, maybe hit Albany since we've been missing out, or I, sh- I guess I should say Albany. <laughs> <laughs> Does Albany have a, have a great, uh, orchestra? Yeah. There's the Albany symphony orchestra. And there's also oh, okay. the, um, uh, Schenectady has a, a great, uh, symphony orchestra as well. So there's a lot of options and, uh, there's proctors in the palace. There's a lot of good options. So, Hopefully. And you'll volunteer, and you'll volunteer to play cowbell, right? Now. Oh my God, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> I would learn to play an instrument just to get to play uh, with them. <laughs> I'm so jealous that you'll get to start off the tour next week um, on June 5th at Clearwater, and we actually we will have our new episode premiering on June 5th because we've been doing Wednesdays. Um, and we have that episode already recorded. This is like perfect timing because. June 5th, the first day of the tour, we have the actual conductor for the Red Rock show, the guy who wrote all the charts for this tour, Scott O'Neill. He gave us such an incredible interview. We we had so much fun talking to him. Um, it's full of spoilers. He talks about a lot of um, the, you know, the songs that he worked on, and he talked about his process with Al, and so many other things that really, you know, uh, I I was blown away uh, speaking to him. So we're really excited to put that out there um, as our uh, f- five-inch episode on June 5th. But Dave, wait, there's more. Yeah, so we, we, we loved talking to Scott so much. We're so excited. We want everyone to hear this, that we've decided we are going to release that episode, episode five-inch, early to anyone who contributes on contribute.2000inch.com. We're going to make it a perk. Anyone who contributes at any level will get to hear that episode early. So those of you who have already contributed, check your inboxes. We'll be sending out uh, a private link so you can check it out, uh, so you can hear the spoilers that we discuss uh, and everything with uh, Scott. And uh, anyone who, who contributes... Uh, before June 5th, we will send you the link to listen. And then, of course, um, on June 5th, we'll post it as the same way we posted this one. You'll be able to hear it the normal way. Um, but we, we've, we're just so excited about it. We wanted to give people a chance to, to hear it early because we uh, are just too excited. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think that, I think if you want to hear an episode, this is the episode you want to hear early. This is just really it, it, the interview with Scott was beyond was beyond amazing. My jaw dropped uh, multiple times during the interview, and just hearing how complimentary he is to Al and the process that Al uh, took, it's just it's as a fan, you're just going to really appreciate it. It's just it's it's awesome. Let us know where you will be out on the 
a strings attached tour. Thank you to all of our listeners. And thanks again to TV's Kyle for the amazing interview. And of course, uh, check out his Kickstarter and get the cassette, get the vinyl, get, get all the good stuff. <laughs> We're really pushing that cassette. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe one day we'll get a TV's Kyle uh, bird feeder. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, you can follow uh, our show online. Of course, you can subscribe anywhere that you're listening right now. I think you can subscribe. Um, but, of course, you can uh, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, we're even on. You can uh, check out the podcast, even on our website, 2000inch.com, and anywhere that you use social media, as long as that includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can follow <laughs> us. Yeah, if you guys are like on, you know, MySpace, we do not have a MySpace page. <laughs> Maybe we should have a MySpace page, but. Um, I think Frank's uh, Frank. We have to have him set up a have us have him set up us a MySpace. Hey Frank, get us on MySpace and Friendster. <laughs> uh, but anywhere, anywhere that normal people have social media, uh, you can find us at two thousand inch. That's two zero 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 i n c h. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait for people to hear uh, Scott's episode. Uh, next week. Yeah, head over to contribute.2000inch.com and check out uh, Scott's episode and all the other great perks we have. Thank you for listening. That was David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 4 Inch. We had the most popular bird feeder in town, all thanks to Bobcat Goldthwait.